When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hello and welcome to another bonus episode of the Runners World podcast with me, Ben Hobson. Again, from my trip with Adidas, not sponsored, this episode features a conversation with head coach at the Two Running Club in Kenya, the man behind the plan that is producing some of the fastest distance athletes in the world right now, including two times Boston Marathon winner Evans Chibet, Benson Kiprupto, Amos Kiprupto, and many, many more, Claudio Baradelli. Um, I sat down with Claudio to discuss his approach to training, if there truly is a Kenyan method and how being a coach is far more than just setting a training schedule each day. So please do enjoy this episode. Claudio, thank you for joining us. Thank you too. Um, everyone that we've spoken to so far has referenced you as the, uh, the, 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 the guiding force in kind of how they approach racing and, and their training and, 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 and actually have faith in themselves in, in t- kind of being told what they can do. Um, but before we get into that, can I just get a bit of info on you how you've been in kenya a long time you've been working here with athletes for for many a year so just a bit of background on you please yeah well um i have a degree in sports science i graduated in in italy milan and then during my studies i got in touch with some people that at that time they were working with one of the leading management uh, with east african so and I started working with them first, uh, spending a bit of time in Italy with some athletes uh, coming for races in Europe. Then January 2004 was my first time in Kenya, and uh, okay, I was not a runner myself. I was a cyclist up to a junior level, so I didn't know much about running, honestly speaking. Then when I arrived in Kenya in 2004. Then I, I kind of realized that if I wanted to learn the job of coaching, I had probably to stay here. And I'm still here, I'm still here learning, I mean, uh, almost after 20 years. And, um, okay, in the years, many things happened. And in 2016, I set up my own club, two running club, and um, supported by Adidas and um, got married with a Kenyan. I have two kids here. So basically, my, I spend most of my adult life here and here is home and this is home now yeah yeah yeah. and the club let's talk about that because this is um uh spencer from adidas was here and he introduced me to the runners as i arrived and and the and you went through every single person here and all the races that they've won and their times and it's an it's an incredible bunch of athletes um especially if you look at the last year's results and who won what um how how did this come together and how is it for you to have this talent in one place all the time yeah i mean i think i'm privileged because it's an amazing experience and to have a group of athletes of such a level but also 
um, a group of friends. I don't know how to say, but we really go together. Anyway, in 2015, I, I was from a from a different uh, a professional experience and at some point uh, here in Kenya, but with another group. And then I was like uh, thinking of having, um, how do you say, sabbatical year? Yeah, le- yeah, 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 like a year off. Or yeah, 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 off to think a little bit about uh, myself. And But then uh, some of the athletes that were with me, they were like, no, no way, you can't leave us behind, whatever you decide, but uh, we are with you. And then I started thinking of creating a club uh, um, and... Um, giving i don't know a, an identity to to a group and then um of course adidas came in and very happy for that and um yeah i think uh what works here is that uh we there is a there is a sense of strong sense of belonging to a project which goes beyond running so we are here to work for a better future, of course, uh, running is what uh, is the is the is the uh, is the mean. I don't know how to say, you know. Yeah. So, and um, the the club is called Two Running Club, basically because two is the 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 essence of togetherness, no, the individual for the group and the group for individual. And in a sense, is a provocation because I thought that the idea of being a champion is much more than just to be a number one. So, and based on this simple concept we are trying to have our own philosophy on how we approach the job how we stay together how we face the challenges and try to overcome them yeah how do you approach the training of um such natural of the natural talent that comes out of Iten and kenya and and uh, you know you sort of you look at you look at the times of people who aren't even getting deals and they're running 58 minutes or something and you know it's anyone over 60 is kind of probably going to get overlooked now that the, the level of competition is so big in terms of talent and and people driving to get a better life from running how do you find it as a coach to sort of navigate that choice between someone who may have potential or someone who doesn't and and all those sorts of parts of life yeah um okay first of all i think the most important thing with this level of talent is not to complicate things yeah. and to make sure that you create the conditions to allow them to express what they have. So you see, I, I'm, I'm happy because despite having an academic background from from Europe, but I grew up here as a coach. So the, the first generation of Kenyan athletes I work with, basically they coached me how to be a coach. And I grew up with the kind of a different approach where of course you need to have the scientific uh, background and whatever but then you need to work on uh, you have to create the conditions to allow them to express themselves and not to fix them maybe into some fixed uh, pattern you know and um, and my job is basically to help them that okay they are allowed to do mistakes because of course it's part of the job but we have to kind of remain inside the certain um, boundaries and then of course to learn how to avoid uh, mistakes because you know the point here is not just to be good athletes the point here now is to work on a career because that's what even for example the market is asking now. I mean, they don't just want someone who wins London, but they want someone who wins London, then maybe comes back and gets another podium, then maybe he goes on to win again. So it's not easy, but, well, we are here to try. Yeah, and then 
individualizing the training per athlete and how they respond to certain and but working as a group it's kind of that's the balance right yeah i mean you see uh the concept of uh, group training uh, it's very interesting because you have very unique dynamics and if you know how to use them in respect of individuals it can be an advantage but uh, of course when i look at the at the group in training i don't see a group i see each individual in the group and then that's why i decided back in the years that if i wanted to try to understand how to help these guys i had to be here every single day because it's when i'm there with them and then they know who i am so they know that that little indication i give them from from the car makes the difference and together we try to understand every single workout what we are doing in respect of the group yes but in respect of each individual and then of course you know you have people training early season uh, and having competition early season in the middle of the season end of the season so of, ca- of course we have to differentiate with different strategies do you think that the idea that there's a, a kenyan method of training is actually not ultimately true because you, you talked about how you were educated by the athletes when you arrived here but it's kind of almost become this notion that if you to run like a kenyan or to train like the kenyans do will will bring results is that something that you would say is true or is it actually just it's it's all runners just run and it's kind of i don't know i don't think maybe we can talk about the kenyan method because i think that where kenyan athletes have reached today in terms of training it's high standard so maybe a little bit less based on instinct like some years ago and just by depending on their talent so today you have professional groups and in fact you can see the level of performance is very is very high but i think more than a method maybe there is an approach on how they look at what is running and um, and uh, this idea that for example being here in our place if someone doesn't tell you that this is a place where you have some of the best athletes in the world you might wonder this one can't be a camp for professional athletes but it is because they have this capacity to remain very humble very connected to their to their background and and those kind of things and uh, um, this is this is how it works for them for them running is just a way of of living i mean most of these guys they have families around here but they know they have to stay here this is their heck on home and for them it's normal for for some european athletes um uh, the, the professional running they, they tend to overthink they tend to go in so much into kind of details that maybe are not the priorities yeah and they chop and change there's quite a trend i think that you know people can uh, follow one perhaps training principle and if it's not immediately getting the results then they might switch to sort of some other approach and it or change coaches quite regularly and I mean that happens anyway of course but it's you don't get that so much here yeah again probably here you don't have that kind of overthinking and they are very um, how do you say um, fatalist yeah, yeah, in yeah. a sense if yeah. things happen so be it. Yeah, yeah. and they don't give themselves at least mentally boundaries like uh, say okay who knows maybe one day I can be the next world record holder and they believe so really they, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah Amos was talking about how he uh, just says thank you to himself when he finishes a race like his, the, 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 the sort of positive mental attitude of even if after a bad race he says like he fell and hurt his knee and uh, 
Which race was that? Tokyo. Tokyo. Olympic. At the Olympics, yeah. So he fell and he you know, ran for a bit, but he actually broke his knee a bit and he was kind of like, oh God, this is the end, this is it. But he just, still after that, he can come back and say, nope, good, I can fix this and away I go again. Whereas I feel like, you know, that's, as you say, part, maybe more so than, or certainly part of the inherent talent here is more of the outlook on life as well as the, like, aerobic capacity kind of thing yeah i mean definitely when we talk about uh, the uh, physiological characteristics no doubt that they are talented but i think that one of the main difference is also their intrinsic motivations they have uh, they know that whatever they achieve with running will have a huge impact on many generations to come. Because if you think that, I don't know, for example, Amos Kipruto, most likely uh, with, uh, with his activity, he has, um, um, how can I say, fixed the life of the sister, the brother, the other sister, the brother, and then the children of the children of the children will kind of um, have a positive impact thanks to him. So I can imagine for how many generations, because they will go to better schools. So it's quite an interesting thing no and a huge responsibility for them and they feel it yeah they feel it I was gonna, as the coach you're probably the, the sort of the ear that, that that gets they'll talk to you not just about their running but kind of almost the stresses so you're kind of like the person that, that they talk the pressure must be i've asked the, you know all, all the guys that i've spoken to this week and they've been very honest and said like yeah there's there is pressure there sometimes to be culturally that it's absolutely part and parcel like you look after your family and you look after the, your community and you do that but you know, there's a there's a lot more pressure kind of in a way that European athletes don't have that sort of additional knock-on effect, perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, honestly speaking, uh, after many years uh, doing this job, I think that the training program, the technical approach is probably having, of course, a, a percentage, but maybe the smaller percentage in the in the bigger scheme how do you say yeah like you know what i always tell my guys is we have to make sure that each of you gets a personal stability which means financial stability a bit at different levels and uh, personal stability families whatever whatever and uh, because you can have all the talent you want but this profession is in a sense is very tough because Every day, every day, you have to find the reason why you're waking up so early, putting on the shoes. And if you have a lot of external factors that they are interfering, you can't make it. And uh, so, you know, in that little office of mine, I, I mean, is where I go and listen to their family problems, financial problems. And, uh, and uh, being here with them... I know maybe on now someone sits in the morning having tea outside here if maybe there is something wrong with him because maybe he's sitting aside and and then I will co it's coaching this is coaching it's a, to me it's a social science if something like that exists I don't know but yeah. and then of course I mean I do uh, I'm still uh, in school for when it comes to methodology and all these things it's extremely important uh, the, the scientific part but these are individuals and each of them has a kind of story behind. Everyone has, everyone has their issues, everyone has their problems that they have to uh, deal yeah. with. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course, of course. And this is also what makes this job very interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah, of course. And perhaps the, the problems that the athletes have in Kenya are slightly more, they're slightly bigger or different to athletes in a global scale. I mean, everyone has... Yeah, I coach also some non 
Kenyan athletes, some few had chance to have opportunities. In the end, we are all humans with our weaknesses, and uh, so not much difference. Most of the guys here are either at marathon, marathon is their distance, or they're heading towards marathon as the distance. How do you progress that? Because marathon is obviously the, the distance that most runners are, are aiming towards for multiple reasons. What, how, what do you look for in a talent and how do you manage that progression up, up distances through sort of 10K, half marathon? When you get a new athlete, you have maybe a sort of introduction period where you have to understand whom you're dealing with, which kind of characteristics maybe this guy or this girl might have and also in relation to his or her personality. Uh, and then, of course, we know that we don't have maybe a lot of time to develop a career. What I mean is that we also have to consider that there is a market which is asking us to perform good in a very short time. So, and then, you know, you might have an athlete that in his mind wants to run track like 5,000 or whatever but then you discover that maybe in the side of his I don't know anaerobic speed reserve whatever he doesn't have the final lap which plays a huge role in, in, in track so then you try to convince him or her to shift to a longer distance and uh, okay for marathon is also uh, a mental issue so you have to make sure that whoever decides to go into marathon is mentally ready because it's completely a world by its own. Uh, uh, but then um, um, for the shorter distances, you can you can mix up. What is happening now for sure, especially with marathon, is no longer as before. Before people were going into marathon when they were like 35 years of age. Now we are seeing that you can be a marathoner and at the same time in some period of the periods of the year maybe you can go back to your speed and to enjoy shorter distances why not so you can play a little bit with this um, i find personally uh, i don't know but i would say the the middle distance the track much more complicated to coach because uh, it needs a very precise fine tuning um, and of course today the market uh, when it comes to marathon is offering a lot of opportunities more than, than the track. So you also have to consider all these aspects. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the motivation behind the, the marathon a lot is the prize fund is bigger. You get more, you know, as you say, the market is asking for that more. And there's a, there's a, there's, there's more sort of desire for that to be the distance. And I think that is what somehow we know developing a, an aerobic, uh, uh, characteristic might have a bigger margin than maybe trying to improve the sprint capacity of an athlete. So Amos Kipruto could have never been a good 5,000 meter runner, even if maybe back in the years when he was a young boy, he was dreaming to be one of them, but he, he doesn't have what it takes to be. So and then when they finally step into marathon, some athletes, they really discover like, wow, this is me. I'm enjoying. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and there is margin of improvement, which actually takes some time. Think of Evan Sebet, 27 marathons, never out of top four. And when I started working with him and he was a young boy, I didn't know. I had no idea that he could have been so good in marathon. So it takes time. It takes time, yeah. 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 Um, that was great. That was 
it's really interesting just to hear how you guys work. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode. Please listen to the others if you haven't already, because they are excellent. And remember to subscribe. More Kenya-based chit-chat coming soon alongside our regular podcast, and that comes out every Tuesday. But you know that already. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.